Clancy Pasta presents Me and My Boyfriend Saw the Trees Bleeding Written by Sophie Cole I've always thought of camping as a sort of rigorous sport, something only the burly men attempt, going with only the bare essentials of your smoked hot dogs and one roll of toilet paper. For me, camping seems like hell. I think, why would you submit yourself to the empty woods in the middle of nowhere? For my boyfriend Callum, an ex-boy scout, he is very wild in a camping way. He loves pitching a tent in our backyard and dragging our cat into it to be his trusty sidekick. During these activities, I reside in our cramped love scene and drink red wine until he decides he's had his fun. So in other words, Cal is very adventurous, and when he threw the idea of a camping trip out in the open, I couldn't crush his Boy Scout dreams. Do we need this? I called from the back of our spandrel, holding an almost broken flashlight. It looked as if it were about to crumble into nothing in my hands. Callum peeked his head inside from around the corner of the small door gripping the staircase from above, seeing me crouch down holding the hunk of junk in my right hand. His face went from giddy to a little grossed out. So, that thing looks like it's about to explode in your hand. Here. Cal held out his left hand into the almost blacked pit under our staircase. I slapped the thing into his hand, pouting a little. He snickered a tad, stood back up, and I saw his legs walk toward the kitchen. I sighed and scrambled out from under the dark tiny room. I shut the door with a soft thump. Cal had his enormous bag on the island, rummaging through it like a hungry wolf. How much is in there? I questioned. Not much. Just the stuff we need. The minimum. Did you find extra stuff? Cal said, looking down at his bag whilst his arms were stuffed in the sack. That's just the must-haves? I stated, pointing my finger at the bag. Cal looked up at me and nodded. He pulled his arms out of the gargantuan backpack and swayed to the side of the island. He grew a smug expression on his face and smirked. Are you going to flake out just because you have to sleep in a tent? He smiled and zipped up the rucksack and slung it over his shoulder. Of course not. In fact, I for one am very excited to camp tonight, I said, stating very bluntly. Right, Cal said, chuckling to himself. Are you all packed? Things in the car? All I have to get in the car is this. He pointed to his bag and shuffled his feet in place. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I got the drinks and snacks in the car too, I said, uneasy and almost certain we'd be okay. The car ride to the campsite took about four hours. That's why we went a little overboard on the snacks and blankets in the car. Driving with Cal made me feel a little better about going, even though he was practically forcing me to go. I seemed to be on a high with him. He always made everything funny and a good experience. If someone else had asked me to go, I would turn the request down with ease. But with Callum, I seemed obligated to go. And the one person I'd go with would be him. You said the others would be there tomorrow, I said, leaning on the armrest of the seat. Yeah. Lily said she has family business. Fiona is driving up to a hotel and she'll go from there. So it's just us for tonight, Cal stated, focused on the road. Sucks they won't be able to make it the first night. It'll be kind of lonely, I said, slumping my head into my hand. What? Will you be lonely with just me? No, I just, you know, 
I'm kind of scared of campsites, I said, slurring my words. I was genuinely trying to be honest. Cal knew I was scared of a lot of things, and sometimes I did things to make him happy, but I would enjoy the trip anyways. Callum sighed and spoke. I know, but this will be fun, trust me. I can finally make you see the good in camping. There's so much to love about nature and what it is. Once I take you stargazing, hiking, fishing, you'll see what I mean, Cal said, sympathy filling his voice. I smiled, knowing Cal would try to make the trip enjoyable for me and just not about what he wanted to do. I thought about the campsite. I remember Callum talking about it a lot, that it was huge and the best in the state apparently. I also remember reading him this one article I found on the campsite. Some time ago, there had been a family of three, a mom, dad, and a little girl. They had been camping out in the woods pitching a tent when the girl just got up and ran straight into the woods. The dad went out to try and find her, I think, but the mom said all she heard was his screams from out in the open. The mom just up and left, drove right out of there. Police found her body hanging in her house with her wrist slit, blood all over the walls, the phrase, it was him, written over and over and over again. Cal said that was just a rumor though. I shouldn't think about it on the trip, that it would just get me even more nervous than I already was. So I pushed it as far as I could into the back of my mind. I felt my eyes grow heavy and I shut them letting the music slip into silence into my whole mind. Sophie. Soph. Cal nudged my arm and I jolted up. I lifted the rim of my glasses and rubbed my eyes with my fists. My vision came back into focus after the blast of light woke me up. I looked out the front windshield and saw the clearing of a large dirt plain. It looked almost empty besides the many, many holes in the dirt. Surrounding the holes laid stones of different sizes, blackened from the ash of multiple fires from the past. There were very few tents, maybe four, way less than I was expecting, all pitched up in the same manner. Hmm, looks nice, I smiled. Groggily, I looked at Cal and touched his hand with mine. Thank you for taking me, I think we'll both like it, I said, almost hopeful. I felt a lot better when I saw that there wasn't much thicket in the distance. We drove up to one of the empty lots and parked the car across the sites. There was a makeshift parking lot to the front of the space. We hauled all of our things to site 6 and set it all in a row. Taking multiple trips back to the car, after we were done, we needed a break. Gosh, hauling all this to the site was just a whole camping trip itself, I joked with Cal. But he seemed tired. He laughed softly, and I pressed my brows together. You okay? I said, touching his shoulder with my hand. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm just really tired. He looked down at the ground for a long second, almost seeming like he was talking to someone or something in his mind. His head shot up after a while, and he clasped his hands together and spoke. Let's pitch this tent here. Grab that self. Pitching the tent took a little longer than expected, but we just managed to get it right before sundown. Cal seemed content with a tent job, and we decided to rest for a couple of hours, and then he said he'd take me stargazing when the sun went down. As the sun fell over the large hill in the distance, 
I felt more nerves kick in, feeling almost sick. Cal took out the hot dogs he packed, and he used his, quote, expert-level Boy Scout skills, and whipped up the fastest fire I had ever seen. We laughed and talked over the dogs, and then he decided to finally take me to what he said was the highlight of the whole trip. I checked my phone. The clock read about 10.30. Callum promised we'd be back by 11, and with that, we headed towards the underbrush in the distance. Cal, I can't see anything around me, I said, reaching my arm out in the pitch black. I tried to look around. All I saw was the outlining of huge oak trees and the chirping of crickets. The woods are much louder than most people think. There's so much activity going on at one point that you hear all sorts of animals. Almost too many. In my case, I almost couldn't hear Callum saying directions in front of me. He had the flashlight, the only source of light in the area. I finally caught up to him, gripping his hand with force. I was pretty scared at this point. Large spaces scare me to death. What had Callum shown me? Soph, it's okay. Ready? He looked back at me and smiled. Gripping my hand back, he stepped into the clearing, dragging me along. What I saw was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. A sky full of starlight, dotted points all on the same way, some leading somewhere, but some just sat in the same spot, waiting to be admired. My mouth opened a little, and I muttered, Wow. Cal shut his flashlight off, and I snapped back into reality. Cal, why'd the flashlight turn off? Did it run out? I said, panicky. <laughs> so, no, we're fine. Here, lay down on the grass with me. He let go of my hand and sat crisscross onto the grass. He settled in and patted the open spot next to him. I slowly sat down and laid on my back. Cal grabbed my hand again and spoke. See all the stars, Soph? It's just like us. Bright and lively. Like going on trips all the time. It takes them a long time to burn out and sometimes you never see it happen. He smiled, and we both shut our eyes for a split second. I don't know how long we lay there for. What seemed like five minutes was an hour. I couldn't stop admiring the stars. Just the stars. Finally, Cal nudged me and asked if I was ready. I said yes, reluctantly. We made our way back to the underbrush as I looked back one last time. In the distance, I could see a small figure no bigger than a human toddler, just standing there. I couldn't make out any distinct features, but I did see one thing. She was waving, saying goodbye. Had she been there the whole time? I shook my head, trying to forget about her, saying to myself I was hallucinating. I turned back around, only to see Cal stopped dead in his tracks. Frozen with fear, Cal had the flashlight's gaze fixed onto a wide oak tree. The bark of the tree was split open, almost clawed, like something had been living in it for years. But those marks weren't on the tree when we went in the woods. Coming out of the tree was a crimson liquid that was splattered all over the forest floor and on neighboring trees. It was smeared and gutted on the ground, stuck in clumps. It was pouring out of the ripped hole 
and was inching its way towards me and Callum. Cal held out his arm and spoke in a whisper. Step back. Stay back, Sophie, he said as stern as possible. Cal seemed so disturbed with what was happening. All feeling lost, my face was contorted into one of fear. Callum had moved his flashlight away from the tree and onto me. He turned his back to the tree and asked if I was okay and if anything touched me. Just then, there was a noise. A sticking noise. Like someone moving their hand in syrup. Callum turned pale and he whipped back around. Crawling out of the hole filled with a crimson liquid was a girl. A small girl no bigger than a human toddler. She was drenched in the substance that was pouring out of the timber. She contorted and squirmed out of the gorge, gripping her hand onto the adjacent bark. Her head was pointed down to the floor. The girl stopped moving. Everything seemed so still for one split second. Callum took a small step backwards, and the small child's head snapped up to reveal her face. I will never forget what I saw on that horrific night. Her face was a hole. Her mouth was ripped apart, no jaw. Her eye sockets were clawed out, thus making her eye holes two times the size they were originally. Her hair was almost silky from how much liquid was oozing from it. Callum's face turned pale to one of horror. His eyes shook in their sockets, as did mine. Just as her head snapped up, the girl made a low growling sound and launched herself out of the liquid. Almost like a cat, she swung right by Callum and landed onto the forest floor. I screamed so loud, one of agony and terror, one that I could never produce again. Callum took my hand and we both booked it through the dark thicket. We ran so fast, faster than I could ever think to run. As we were running, we could hear things. We both heard them. Whispers and laughs, cackles and shouts. Over everything, we heard grunting and patterns of bear running from behind us. Callum looked back for a split second and screamed. His scream echoed throughout the woods. Me and Callum ran even faster at this point. We both ran so fast. As I almost saw the glow of an ever-fainting fire, my eyes darted to the trees. They were all bleeding. They all had that sticky liquid all over them. The leaves were covered in it and stuck to the bark of the trees. I had no time to think. I couldn't do anything about other things at this point. Me and Callum almost tripped out of the woods and made it out. We didn't stop running. Cal screamed, get to the car. I almost started crying as I ran even faster to the car. Callum was shaking. He pulled the keys out of his pocket and unlocked the vehicle. I hooked myself in the seat and Cal started the car. As he did, I locked the door and Callum hit the gas. We launched out of the campsite at such high speeds. Before Callum hit the gas, I looked back to see the figure of a child standing by the thicket waving her small hand. Me and Callum haven't been the same since that experience. 
We didn't speak through the car ride until he pulled into a nearby parking lot. I started sobbing, and we both sat in that lot and talked until sunrise. I wanted to know if he knew about this story. Through his tears, Callum said he knew. He knew more about the story than me. He told me the girl who crawled out of the tree. Her name was Sarah. She was mutilated by her father that night she went missing. She was torn apart limb by limb, and her face was gone beyond recognition. Anyone who saw her face would be punished for traveling to her domain. I didn't know how to feel at this point. I told Callum I wasn't mad at him. I knew he thought it was just a rumor, but I would never forget it. Before we pulled out of that parking lot, I asked Callum what he screamed about while we ran out of the woods when he looked back. That girl, Sarah, she was on all fours, running after you. She was mouthing something, I don't know what it was. Callum swallowed, and he turned his head to look at me. It was him. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>